0: Reporting on the games you love by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 40 of WoW Pet Battle Crew. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and it is time to review our Bloody Tanks team. Now, this is the team that was built around two incredible pets we found on the Timeless Isle the Death Adder Hatchling and the Ruby Droplet. Both of these pets have great tanking potential, although they use different methods, right? The Ruby Droplet tanks by healing itself constantly and blocking attacks, and Death Adder Hatchling tanks by blinding the enemy. So we combine these two tank master pets into one team to try and just outlast whatever team we came up against and just use heals to keep us going. No matter how long it took us to win, we were hoping to live longer than they did. Uh, so let's, before we get into what I thought of the team, let's look at what you guys thought. Daniel said, he wrote in, he said, I have had winning success unless I run into a gimmick team like All Undead. Um, he swapped out Son of Animus for Toothy for his third wheel. He said there's just too many elemental pets out there to not have a heavy-hitting aquatic type on the roster, which may be true just for any team right now. There are a lot of elementals out there. There's just a lot of elemental pets, period. So the interesting thing is Daniel stayed with a speed power breed of the uh, Death Adder Hatchling which we weren't sure if it was going to work very well. He's using blind defensively and not necessarily to set up his combo, which is what I recommended on the original show and what I've been doing in the game, and I've found that's actually been extremely successful too. It's too obvious if you go out and do the blind and then do your big chomp. They know it's coming. They can swap out and avoid the damage. He says, Ruby Droplet just grinds them down and if you can time your bubble right, that's the ability that blocks two attacks, uh, that wastes the entire cooldown cycle of big hits. He says, good team, great pets. August also wrote in, he says, just some testing with my Death Adder Hatching and Ruby Droplet team with a Singing Sunflower as a third pet. That's what I've been using as well for mine. He says, after about 15 minutes of me trying to keep Sunlight up and keeping his dudes above 90% of the health all the time, he tried just dropping Sunlight and spamming solar bean over and over to see if he could just nuke him down uh, and it turns out after another ten minutes of that uh, he got him down and, and beat him for the quest. <laughs> so so this is definitely gonna take a while. And that is true. This team is not fast. It is many things, including good at tanking, good at outlasting. It is not a fast team. Enrique also wrote and he said been having lots of fun with this team. He's using the double speed breed of the Death Adder Hatching and Health Speed of the Ruby Droplet. For his third wheel, he's using Emperor Crab, which is an interesting third wheel on there. He says 12 wins and three losses. Um, and one of his losses included a boredom quit, which he calls after fighting a crawdad team, which I know I ran into that exact combination and I had a boredom quit as well on one of mine. Uh, He said, Death Adder Hatchling is real fun when it works, but it's a little underpowered on damage, which I agree with. Now what's kind of my big concern about this team is that Death Adder Hatchling, even though it has a cool combo, the numbers are just a little low. So he says, it lost two times to other snakes with Vicious Fang and Burrow. Interesting, I would not have guessed that. Uh, but yeah, that's good to hear. That's unfortunate. He says Ruby Droplet, though, is a true tank, especially if you bubble at the right time. Uh, Emperor Crab is a great third wheel for this team. Trying a Crawdad for the third wheel th- third wheel with the strategy of opening with Death Adder Hatchling till it's at 40% health, then switching to Crawdad using Tranquility and Wish, then back to Death Adder Hatchling. That sounds like a brutal combo, right? Because the problem with Death Adder Hatchling... Is he's good? His damage is pretty good, right? But unlike the Ruby Droplet, he has no way to heal himself. Once he's hurt, he's hurt, and he's just stuck there. Uh, so comboing with with Wish there, that uh, that might give him some you know added survivability that's really needed. All right, last write in uh, Tiberius wrote in. He was running Death Adder Hatchling, Speedbreed, Balanced Ruby Droplet, and he was also running Emperor Crab, but he was running health health instead of uh, oh yeah. So was uh, Enrique. So he says. He did 12 rounds. He had about a 41% win rate. Not horrible, he says, but I can't say this is an enjoyable team to play. Uh, Which is unfortunate, because that's really what we want. (laughs) If we're not having fun, we're not doing the right teams. Uh, So Tiberius says, the Death Adder Hatchling is a hard-hitting glass cannon. That's true. We knew what we were getting into with that guy. The Ruby Droplet is a slow-dying pet that can't kill anything. Now, I don't know if I agree with that. I agree that against certain matchups, right, it can't kill anything. If you're going up against critters or something like that that are taking reduced damage to all of your attacks, it's a brutal, right? It can't kill a critter. Uh, But against everything else, it can do pretty well, and against humanoids, it rocks, right? So that's just kind of how counters work. He says, the crab is a good tank, but can't overcome the lack of synergy of the main pets. It could just be my playstyle, but I don't like slowly losing the ruby droplet, not backing the big hits. Yeah, I I think, so he talks about, he brought in Chi-Chi and a swamp croaker. Uh, Croaker obviously has another bubble. Chi-Chi is great, but didn't bring the, but here, Tiberius thought that the mandatory counter has to be for undead pets. Because he saw so many of them. August, or was it August. Kara, either August or Daniel thought that you had to have a counter for uh, elemental pets. Tiberius thinks you need to have one for undead. It's just sometimes you get lucky and unlucky with what teams you come up against, right? But undead and elemental are definitely, I would say, have to be the most common pets, just numbers-wise. So that makes sense, you'd run into a lot of them. But the big takeaway for me, for for Tiberius' comment, is that this team is definitely not for everyone, right? And I ran into a couple of these as well, where I think Enrique called it the boredom quit. Because this team is built to outlast, if you run into another low-DPS, high-healing team, the matches just don't end. Um, I think I played one that lasted 35 minutes until I just gave up, right? At that point, I just don't care anymore. I don't care if I get a loss on my record that lowers my percentage chance. I want to do something else, so I I just resigned. Uh, But let's talk about changes I made. I had trouble finding the perfect third wheel for this pet that made the team feel super-powerful. I think uh, Tiberius brought this up, right? That there wasn't really a perfect third wheel that you just slotted in and be like, wow, this team totally makes sense now. I'm not really sure that this team really wants another stall tactic healer, like the crab or the the lobster in the third wheel slot. Or, or maybe it wants a big burst damage attacker to help finish out the match, or maybe something in between. So Singing Sunflower seemed like the perfect mix between those two, right? And that's why I started with it as my first third wheel. Uh, It fits the theme perfectly, it has great heals, it has decent damage, and it wins by outlasting the opponent, but it also has some burst damage uh, with the sunbeam, or solar beam. So sunlight, obviously the weather effect is amazing for the ruby droplet. That's the one that increases max health and increases all healing. It's just the ruby droplet can't lose. Outside of some crazy circumstance that I never actually saw, the ruby droplet appears to be literally unkillable while sunlight is alive. It may not kill your opponent, but it won't die. right? I don't think my ruby droplet ever died while that weather effect was active. Um, But after seeing Sunflower, I tried him Mercalot. And I think this was my second favorite pet on this team. Reflective Shield, it's ability is awesome. It reflects damage back to the enemy 50% for two turns. Uh, Righteous Inspiration and Shield Storm are both great abilities that synergize well with this team. I think if you got this pet from this year's Blizzcon, you have to try it out just in general. It's a super fun pet with cool animations, and it works really great on this team as well. Karaji Gardling. Uh, This is one we weren't sure of at the time we launched this team, but it works well. I wanted another tank, I liked having the flying damage on top of Sandstorm. The trouble with this pet was, Sandstorm ended up backfiring in a way that I wasn't thinking. Because Ruby Droplet relies on low damaging lifesteal abilities. Well, you probably know where I'm going with this. Uh, Sandstorm reduces damage of all attacks, suddenly Ruby Droplet wasn't dealing any damage and wasn't healing for anything. Its abilities were just kind of worthless. Uh, so that was unfortunate, so I, I, I do not recommend that as your pet, and uh, obviously Anubiseth Idol goes with that. Not a good tank to fit with this team. Uh, Magical Crawdad, it looks effective in a horribly slow, long game kind of way. Uh, this team has already had enough very long games that almost make you want to quit. I really didn't want to make it any longer. I did slot this in as the third wheel, but if you're looking just to not die, like if you're looking to do, say for example, the No Time to Heal achievement magical Crotted is probably a great pet to slot into this team and of course i had to try little xt right so when i was down and i i just i needed a pet that did a lot of damage because this team just doesn't i was like what team or what pet does the most damage and little xt does the most damage that i know of of a single pet to a full team right because it's an aoe ability so I dabbled with him more than like a full test. He's just too predictable in PvP. I did a couple matches, and they know to avoid heartbroken, which is the debuff you put on yourself. You take more damage, but if they hit you, you your damage just goes through the roof. And so now they just avoid you uh, for that one turn. So that was unfortunate. Um, it just didn't really work out. If it does, if it did work out, like in PvE, I think this would be a great third wheel on this team. But in PvP. It just didn't work out so well. Zandalari Knee Biter was the next one I tried when I wanted more DPS. This guy worked okay, right? We featured his combo a few times on the show, so you know what he does. He does the debuff, then the double damage, then the huge spike at the end. The trouble is, after he does his combo, he has like three turns where he can't do anything... And the downtime there was just kind of, it's as brutal as ever, right? If it's the last pet on the team, you might as well just quit, because you're not going to be able to kill uh, more than half of their pets, or a half of one of their pet before your pet just stalls out and can't do anything. So it was okay. I think overall Singing Sunflower was still my favorite third wheel, because it has some burst damage and it has healing. It worked well on both sides. So let's look at when this team worked. When it worked, it was pretty funny, right? Death Deathadder Hatchling could kill one of their pets, and then Third Wheel would stall out for a few turns, and then the Ruby Droplet would come in and slowly win the match over the course of the next 40-50 turns due to its massive life, uh, massive lifesteal. Uh, and that gave me plenty of turns to watch the opponent kind of squirm and squeal in the face of their inevitable demise. Which I love. Uh, It is kind of fun just to watch that point where they realize they've lost, but they haven't decided to resign yet, so they're just kind of still trying, and it's futile, and uh, it feels good. Alright, best abilities. Drain Blood, obviously. This is one of the best abilities in the game right now. Not even on this team, in the game. This is the ability on the Ruby Droplet, deals 10% of the enemy's maximum health, and heals you for 30% of the damage dealt. It's just so much healing that it blows my mind, right? Against pets in PvP, it's at least 30% of its health every 3 turns, which is pretty good. And in PvE, where enemies have huge health pools, it just scales out of control. Now, I also liked Bubble, also on the ruby dropling. It's got a long cooldown, 8 rounds, but it blocks 2 attacks. So it blocks a decent 2-move combo, like nobody's business. It's not nearly as powerful as dodge, but the thing I like about it is you don't need speed, Right? So you don't need speed, so you can focus your stats and other abilities. And and Bubble comes with more powerful abilities, just flat out. Dodge comes with stuff like Flurry and Burrow that are just kind of meh. But Bubble comes with awesome abilities alongside of it, so it usually it's even more effective as a whole package. Uh, Blinding Poison was another great dodge ability. It's nice and reliable, and it often forces a pet to swap, which is great with poison fang. Which is the next Death Adder Hatchling ability that I really liked. In the right settings, the damage from this ability is just insane. This is the one that's a punch and it leaves a 5 turn dot. If it's allowed to tick, it's 600 damage from one attack. That's incredible. Of course, sometimes you have to spam it, right? Because the enemy's pet is just staying on the front line. It's the only cooldown you have, so you use that over and over. But it's still, it's 210 damage. Which isn't terrible for a punch. Most punches are closer to 330, 350. Right? So you're dealing, you know, two-thirds of that. But then other times, you're dealing twice as much. Uh, so I, I just really like this ability. It's a good trade. And if you can force, so if you Poison Fang, then you Blinding Poison. If they swap, you can have two Blinding Poisons ticking. That's 1,200 damage from two abilities. That's super solid. And the last ability I really liked was from actually one of our third wheels. Uh, the, uh, what was his name? Mercolot. Sir Mercolot from Blizzcon. Uh, it's Shieldstorm. Now I've talked about Righteous Inspiration on this show a lot, That's and it's a great ability, right? It's the one that gives speed and attack to another pet on your team. But Shield Storm is very underrated, it's incredible too, it shares the same ability slot, so you have to pick one or the other. What Shield Storm does is it adds a block effect to all of your pets, so block the next attack, and it lasts for 8 rounds. That means you not only block the next attack your opponent does, right, because your Merkelot is on the front line, he'll block it, but you can do essentially 2 free pet swaps within the next 8 rounds. That's crazy valuable! Maybe not on this team because we weren't swapping pets a lot, but on teams where you need a lot of cross pet combos or synergy like that, getting 2 free pet swaps and blocking ability for 1 cooldown is great value. Um, I'm definitely going to be using this ability more in the future. I'm going to find a team that does swap out a lot and make sure that this guy is on it Wizard Shield Storm. That's a great ability. You should definitely use it. But this team didn't always win. And <laughs> when it didn't win, man, it did not win. And, man, so we've already talked about how long the matches are with this team, right? They just go on and on. And when you win, it's okay, right? Because you're waiting, you know, 10 minutes for a match. But you win! And so it's okay. It's, alright, whew, I got by. I, sure, I put in 10 minutes, but I got a win. It was fun. We We did it, guys. But when you lose, not only did you just lose, not only do you have to put a little tally mark if you're like me and keep a scorecard of how your wins and losses are going with each team, you have to put a little tally mark on the lose side, but you also just wasted 15 minutes of your life. (laughs) It's like, well, if I was going to lose, I should just lose really fast. So, it was unfortunate. Let's talk about a few abilities that were weak. Uh, Puncture Wound. Uh, This is the ability on Death Adder Hatchling. The damage is just too weak. With our Speed Speed Breed, which you really have to have to take advantage of Blinding Poison, uh, Puncture Wound does 270 damage if the target isn't poison, which is terrible, that's worse than a punch. And even when it does double proc, uh, you're only getting, what is that, 540 damage. I mean, sure, it's 540 damage, that's more than a punch, it's a good hit. But for a two-move combo, we expect more. We can do two-move combos and get much more than 500 damage out of it. Uh, Heck, Little Ragnaros punches for 400 (laughs) every single turn without having to worry about cooldowns or if the target is poisoned. Uh, it It was a little disappointing. The other one was Vicious Fang on the same pet, Death Adder Hatchling. I just don't get these abilities. They cap out so low. So just to remind people, this is the punch that's the alternative to Poison Fang, the dot that we talked about earlier. And this is just a straight punch. But it's meant to be like a ramp-up ability, right? So it starts at 202 damage, but then every time you attack with it, it increases by 67. Okay, that's pretty cool. Like, if your pet's able to live for a long time, that can scale really fast. But it's capped at 330 damage? Are you kidding me? So, I mean... Its highest cap is lower than a decent punch, so even at best case scenario, you're not even getting a full punch, and you wasted two turns getting to that point? Uh, this ability, it just feels like it, it just hasn't been tuned, right? There's just no point to the abilities right now, because a punch is always better. I like the concept of a pet that you know has to go through and punch, 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 then by the time it's doing fourth and fifth punch, it's hitting really hard. I love that ability because it's something the enemy can play around. It's something you can play around. But for now, it's just not worth it. Don't don't try any of these abilities on any of the pets. They're just not good. Um, and then other abilities I didn't like. Everything else on the Ruby Droplet. right? It's not necessarily that they're bad abilities. We just don't care about them at all. Because the other ones are so darn good. Bubble, uh, the Life Leech ability, and Siphon Life or whatever. I can't remember the names. But you know the abilities I'm talking about. The ones that steal life... The rest of them are just, I don't even remember what they are. There's like an Aquatic Dot, there's something else. You just don't care. Because the, the, these three abilities on Ruby Droplet are so strong and synergize so well, you don't even care. Alright, let's look at the team. Overall, verdict, 70% win rate, which is pretty good, right? I, I was fairly impressed. I thought I was going to have a few more losses with this team, or at least a few more rage quits. After 20 minutes of the stalled out game. But it worked really well. Will I use this team in PvP, though? Honestly, probably not very often. I really love the Ruby droplet. And I think that's been very clear over the course of this entire podcast. But he's kind of boring to play, right? (laughs) Especially if you face another heal team. It just gets really boring really fast. I don't want 20-minute games to be the norm for me. Sure, this team wins a lot. But even if I'm winning, if I want to play 10 games, that's two hours. (laughs) It's just not worth it, right? Uh, So, PvE. Yes, yes, a hundred times, yes, this team is awesome in PvE, and I will be using it so very, 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 very often. Individual verdicts, Ruby Droplet, a 10! We haven't had a 10 pet in a while, but here we go, as far as tanks go, this is one of the best in the game. It does its damage slow and steady, slow and and steady, it does not have sleds, it is not in the Yukon. Um, But, if the Ruby Droplet is encountered, and you can make sure that it isn't in PvE, right? It can live forever. Get this pet right now and love it. Go out and farm it on Timeless Isle. If you can't farm it, you should just buy it off the auction house. It's a great, great pet. Death Adder Hatchling, an 8. Right, its damage is a bit weak, like we said, and he's flimsy. He's a lot of fun, still. I, I really like blind mechanics, because they really produce these really fun, kind of fun game experiences where you think you're out thinking your opponent and you're trying to strategize and like okay what are they going to use this turn should I blind this time next time that sort of stuff he's a lot of fun but when he doesn't work it really doesn't work right he's glass cannon so if something happens and you weren't expecting a block or weren't expecting a switch and his big punch doesn't hit it's just gg for him so that's the team there's a lot of what you guys thought and a lot of what I thought of this team overall like I said get the ruby droplet. If you learned anything from this episode, get this ruby droplet, use it in PvE. I think Death Adder Hatchling can be great in PvE as well. Um, and just a solid tank team in PvE, especially that scales off the maximum uh, HP of your enemies, is going to be super strong in anything like the Celestial Tournament or the Beast of Fable. So I hope you had fun with this team and didn't have too many boredom quits uh, like me and Enrique. Uh, but And hopefully you learned something about it. But let's go ahead. We don't have a question or combo this week, but let's jump into our iTunes review, which is also cool. David Meirault says, a must-listen podcast for pet battlers. And thank you, David. He gave us five stars. This David is actually super, uh, active in the Google plus community also hangs out on our live streams whenever we do them. So thank you, David. He says, this show is awesome. The host is very funny and will deliver good advice to build your teams. He spends a lot of time testing and then delivers the results. Strangely enough, I listen to podcasts in the bathtub. Uh, look maybe too much info here, David. Uh, he says it helps me relax. Keep up the good work. So David, I hope, uh, your bath is going very well right now. Hopefully a lot of bubbles in there, you know, maybe some incense burning, you know, soothing, <laughs> (laughs) So, and this one came from the Canada iTunes store. Like I said last episode, I finally figured out how to find iTunes reviews from other regions other than North America. So, if you've submitted a review in a region other than North America, please let me know so I can track it down and read it on the show. Thanks again, David, for all of your contributions to the show and also for the kind review. So if you want to check out this review, in person, live, you can go to our blog, as always, GameDiplomat.com. We're going to have full show notes for the episode, links to all the pets and abilities we talked about, and of course, all the other teams we've tested. If you're new to the show, I highly recommend going back. Something like the Call Darkness team is really fun. We had a couple people in the Google Plus community talk about that, which was our second team we ever made that is built around blinding enemy pets and then hitting, for, hitting them for huge damage. Uh, on next episode of this show i'm super excited we're doing a new team i'm gonna do and this is not my play style at all but i'm super excited to try go big or go home we're doing high risk high reward pets Uh, i'm excited to try some new pets that normally i avoid stuff like haymaker uh, abilities like that that are just kind of fun right so i'm super excited for this team it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting (laughs) so the nice thing about this is go big or go home it's going to either win real fast or lose real fast. You're not going to have 20-minute games like you had with this team, right? We're not going to have that problem. You're either going to win by turn three or you're going to lose by turn three. So I'm super excited. Uh, come back for that one, of course. And on other shows, Happy Hearthstone, we had a big tournament, which I've said before. We had a big card tournament for Hearthstone, the other, bl- the other Blizzard game uh, that I do a podcast about. The winner of that tournament of listeners came onto the show to challenge the deck that has been the six-month champion. All of the kind of pros and specialists that I've brought onto the show haven't been able to beat it, so we just culled the community and brought out the best player in the entire community to try and beat it. Um, And I don't want to ruin the surprise, but our head-to-head matchup is very exciting. Uh, If you want to check that out, gamediplomat.com as well. Um, And also, if you played in the pets we talked about this week, if you didn't get in your thoughts about the team review, please share that with us. Just share it on gamediplomat.com, put it in the show notes, comments at the bottom or in our Google Plus community. Uh, We have a good community building there, as always. Lots of good stuff there. Um, So yeah, or if you want it more personal, you can always email me directly at wowpetbattleoutlook.com. Whew! That is an episode, my friends. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Wow Pet Battle Crew and taming the world of Azeroth with me one turn at a time. Happy hunting, tamers!